Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is presented to you by our friends over at MyBookie. When your money's on the line, choose a trusted sports book that gives you tools to win, like MyBookie. At MyBookie, it doesn't matter if your team is up or down. You can easily cash out or bet the game live to come out on the winning side. Use MyBookie for daily odds boosts, same game parlays, and take advantage of huge prize pool contests. Every single sack, fumble, and touchdown is another chance to hit payday. To get started, go to MyBookie.ag and on your first deposit, use promo code TSUS to grab a deposit match up to $1,000. Try the MyBookie money bag to grab a potential Super Bowl front runner at long shot odds. Plus 38,000 on the Eagles and Chiefs. You won't find odds like that anywhere else. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere, only with my bookie. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. They're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use that promo code TS. U.S. to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Joining us today on the show, college basketball is officially back, and we've got on one of the best in the business to help us break down not just Gamecocks, but the entire SEC heading in the 2023-2024 college basketball season. He works for On3, does national recruiting and national analysis for the game of college basketball. Like I said, guys, one of the best to do it. And a friend of this show, Jamie Shaw of On3, takes his time and graces the airwaves once again. Jamie, appreciate you taking the time, my friend. How are you? Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, absolutely, Chris. I appreciate you having me. I've uh, been excited to watch your journey, I guess, over these last couple of years, the growth you've had and everything, too. So it's, uh, it's a pleasure to be on. I appreciate it. Absolutely, Jamie. And speaking of growth, if you will, that's what hope that's what Gamecock fans are hoping to see in this year's basketball team. Obviously, year two of the Lamont Paris era officially begins. It's a bit of a, a new look roster, right? No GG Jackson, no Chico Carter, no Hayden Brown. A lot of new pieces have been added to the transfer portal, freshman, what have you. Some nice returning pieces as well. But South Carolina picked to finish 14th in the league. I know in your power rankings, you had them 14th. Heck, I had them 14th. So starting with South Carolina, Jamie, when you look at the Gamecocks, what are things you like about their squad that still concern you? Do you see them being better than last year, even though they lost G.G. Jackson? And do you think there's some hope there that they could overachieve? And what do you think success looks like for Lamont Paris? It's it's such a tough job he's been tasked with getting this program going and getting them out of the cellar, for lack of a better way of putting it. Sure. So, so I think from year one to two, one thing that you're going to see is an identity of the team. Any college coach, as they go, as they are um, tasked to be the head of a, of a program, whether it be football, basketball, baseball, whatever it is, you want to establish your identity within the program. I think from year one to two, what you're seeing is Lamont Paris able to get guys that he wants within his uh, within his program, the guys that he targets, the guys that he wants, and start to establish kind of an identity moving forward as to what this program, uh, what he wants this program to look like. I think this this team has more depth. I think uh, you know, in talking with people around the program, they're excited about the players they have on the roster. They went out into the transfer portal, they went out to the high school ranks and brought in players that they are very genuinely excited about that want to be with the program, but not only want to be with the program, um, they want uh, them within the program. So I think that there's a very, uh, you start to see a whole lot more of that. And uh, there's a whole lot of excitement internally around the players that they have um, on the team. 
Jamie, speaking on individual players, obviously transfer portals, the way you build your roster, not just in college basketball, but college athletics as a whole. Uh, and South Carolina did that, right? Adding B.J. Mack from Wofford, Taylon Cooper from Minnesota, Miles Stute from Vanderbilt. Any of those guys jump out to you as players you're expecting big things from? I know B.J. Mack was the one it seemed like really moved the needle over the offseason for Gamecock fans. Well, one thing that you see with all the players they brought in is they have had varying levels of success at their previous stops. B.J. Max uh, and, and um, Stephen Clark, both in the Southern Conference, they were top five leading scorers within the conference. Miles Studi was a 40% three-point shooter two years ago, averaged nine a game last year at uh, Vanderbilt. Taylon Cooper, uh, you know, high-level assist-to-turnover ratio. I think he was nationally in the assist two years ago at Moorhead State than at Minnesota had some more success. So what they're bringing in is, is experienced players who have had varying levels of success already in college while also still bringing in the freshmen. Now, uh, you know, Arden Conyers, Colin Murray Boyles, uh, Boyles a little bit more along the way than Conyers. But Conyers, they have high upside, high hope for, same like Zach Davis last year, building within the program, growing, and then stacking it on top of um, more experienced guys who have seen success at the collegiate level already. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now, Jamie, let's get to the SEC. Let's start with the Kentucky Wildcats, right? They're always a talking point. I think this is a really interesting year for John Calipari, there's tons of pressure, right? It's been forever since Kentucky has been to the Final Four and really had big-time success in the postseason. They got a couple of nice veteran pieces and Antonio Reeves, Trey Mitchell, but obviously it's going to be a slew of talented freshmen. What do you – I mean, what's the pressure like on John Calipari, in your opinion? Does he have to make a certain point to keep the – you know, stay in the good graces of the Big Blue Nation? Or, I mean, it's it's such a high-pressure job. It's a pressure cooker in Lexington, and the expectations are sky high. And I imagine they have the talent to get it done, which makes it probably all that more frustrating that they haven't been back in so long. Yeah, there's always expectations whenever you're the uh, the head of a Blue Blood type of program. Um, there's always going to be expectations, and, and especially in the success that he's had. He's already in the Hall of Fame, still as an active coach. 
um, you know, all the wins that he's had, national titles, the, the pros uh, that he's developed and everything. There's always going to be expectations. Um, as for this team this year, it's going to be very interesting to see how they bounce back from these last couple of years uh, and, and what they have. They, they had the number one recruiting class coming into this year. Um, I believe they have eight new faces, uh, one transfer and seven uh, freshmen. Um, and then they have the two guys. Well, I guess Antonio Reese is the only one back. And then Trey Mitchell, the transfer coming in, who's a graduate transfer as well. So it's a mix and match type of roster, but that doesn't mean it's not void of talent. It'll be interesting to see how they get uh, what they get out of them because they have three seven footers that are currently injured, uh, meaning that Trey Mitchell is, is the starting five man who's a natural power forward at six nine. But you have um, Aaron Bradshaw, who's a top 10 recruit coming in. Uh, Big Z from overseas, who they have high expectations for. Um, and then uh, Ugana Onwezu, who was a previous uh, top 25 recruit in the last year's class. All three of them um, are sidelined with either um, eligibility issues that they're going through with Big Z and then uh, injuries with the other two bigs. So the talent is there. They're going to be tested early. I think next week they play Kansas. Um, but the expectations are always going to be there for Calipari. Um, but I think he's got a good group of guys this year that could be very interesting within the SEC. Now, Jamie, number one in your power rankings, the Tennessee Volunteers, and you take a look at the Vols, three of the top four scorers return, including Viscovi, who it feels like that dude has been there for like 17 years. But he is back yet again. This is a team that's had a lot of success over the last couple of years. Rick Barnes has done a great job. And last year, even I think they were the number four seed, if I recall correctly, in the NCAA tournament. But you had them number one in your rankings. A lot of folks are siding with Tennessee. Why do you like the Vols so much going into this season? Well, they had a mixture of guys coming back along with they brought in. They did a good job of the transfer portal. So uh, I, I think the central figure within what they're going to do this year is Zakai Ziegler, uh, the point guard. He's going to be brought back kind of um, incrementally coming back from a knee injury that he suffered toward the end of last year. That team, as you can see, was a completely different team after he left. I think they only averaged less than 60 points per game during the NCAA tournament, even though they won two games and went to a third. Um, but with him in the lineup, they're a completely different team. You bring back Josiah Jordan-James. You bring back Jonas Adu. Um, you also add in Dalton Necht, averaged over 20 a game in Northern Colorado last year. He's he's had a really good preseason. The staff is really high on him. Um, and you also bring in Jordan Ganey from USC Upstate, um, who's you know a 40% three-point shooter, averaged over 15 points per game um, as well. Uh, for them, you, you bring him in to be able to play spot minutes and come off the bench as well at the guard. Uh, they're a big, strong, tough, physical team. Uh, they have a lot of size. You have returning players. Uh, Jemai Meshack's one of them. Um, Toby Owaka, who had USA experience this summer with the U19 program as well. So there's a depth there. They have depth. They have shooting. They have defense. Um, and with Zakai Ziegler coming back, they have a point guard that you can rely on during crunch time. With all that type of stuff, the winning pedigree Rick Barnes has shown uh, in his career um, I, I think Tennessee um, is, a, is, a, is a very nice team up top of the SEC. Jamie, switching gears a little bit in regards to the entire SEC, we're seeing on a yearly basis more SEC teams make the NCAA tournament and compete at a high level than we've ever seen before. D do you feel like there was a moment, say over the last 10 or 15 years or what have you, where it just, where it clicked, where like the investment into basketball became a greater thing? Because I mean, I'm, I'm sure you can relate. Like, we didn't grow up with Arkansas basketball being great, Alabama basketball, Auburn. Like, these teams that and these schools that when we hear their names, we think football, and they're putting together some of the best basketball teams in college basketball, putting the, some of the best products on the floor. 
What do you think it was that's like flipped the switch and has turned the SEC into one of the best conferences in the entire country? I think when you look at the conference as a whole, you see some really good head coaches. Uh, we mentioned John Calipari already. He's already in the basketball hall of fame. Um, even, even a school like Vanderbilt with Jerry Stackhouse, he is very well regarded amongst the coaching community with the offensive sets that he's able to run. Dennis Gates came out the gates running last year. You have uh, Buzz Williams, Eric Musselman, Nate Oates, Bruce Pearl. Um, uh, the list goes on. Rick Barnes, um, Chris Beard. All of these guys have had success at the collegiate level and continue to have success and continue to build on what they have. So I think SEC up top with the head coaches is one of the very best um, in the country. Moving to Ole Miss, let's talk about them, Jamie, because I think it's really interesting this year, kind of a controversial, I guess you could say, hiring or a hiring that certainly stirred some things up with Chris Beard taking over. You mentioned him. What are you expecting from him his first year in Oxford and, and turning around the Ole Miss basketball program? Well, I, I'm not sure what to expect, really. He's he's had a track record of success. He, he put a roster together. They have two guys that are still waiting on NCAA uh, eligibility from uh, two-time transfer guys. Um, but uh, I, I'm not entirely sure what to what, what to think of the Ole Miss program, what they do. There's somebody that I'm very eager to see what they look like um, on the uh, as things get kickstarted. Now, Jamie, the bottom of your power rankings, I want to go back to those because I thought Lamont Paris, he made an interesting point at the media days in, in Birmingham for the basketball team and for the basketball, the conference as a whole, just saying that, you know, he was pointing out kind of the holes and none of these teams finished in these places and was kind of jabbing the media a little bit. So I'll ask you this of let's just say 11 through 14, because I feel like there's Mississippi State and then maybe there's a little bit of a gap. And then you've got LSU, Georgia, Vandy, and South Carolina. Of those four I just mentioned, if you had to pick one, is there a team in that group that you could see overachieving and maybe surprising finishing middle of the pack or maybe even breaking through and being a top four or five team in the SEC this year? The Spurs Up show is brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate the game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. The Spurs Up show is also brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Download the Game Time app or head over to GameTime.co and use the promo code SPURSUP for $20 off your first purchase. Again, that's promo code SPURSUP, S-P or S-U-P, for $20 off your first purchase. Game Time is the best ticket buying app available that removes all the stress 
of the ticket buying process. They have things like images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Guys, you can buy your tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps, and you're set. And also, tickets, they're sent directly to your phone. So no more scrambling, searching through your email, trying to find the tickets you just bought. Whether it be the Gamecocks, a concert, a comedy club event, you name it, whatever the event is, Buying tickets shouldn't be stressful, and Game Time is the way to go. Again, that's our friends at Game Time. Go download the Game Time app or go to GameTime.co. And when you do, create an account and use promo code SPURSUP. That's S-P-U-R-S-U-P for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Uh, Top four or five might be a little bit lofty. I I think all of them have have a... have a story to tell. I think if things come together, obviously um, you have the success that Vandy had last year. They returned their best player in Tyron Lawrence this year. Um, uh, Georgia brought in and LSU both brought in a lot of new players, both to the portal and um, in, uh, in the high school ranks. It's the same with uh, South Carolina. So you're getting to be able to see Mike White and um, uh, Lamont Paris and then uh, McMahon kind of put their identity within their programs of what they want their teams to look like and then you have uh, Jerry Stackhouse who came off one of the best seasons in the last 20 years in Vanderbilt history so with those four schools um it's yes I think there is a a way that they could finish better um than where they're projected to and I think the SEC is a little bit open um especially toward the bottom uh half of it there to be jumbled around a little bit now Jamie for a living you talk recruiting obviously so you follow these guys on their journey starting from early days of high school maybe even before that and obviously to their college careers which players are you most excited to watch in the SEC this year I mean there's plenty to choose from you go Wade Taylor at Texas A&M uh mm-hmm. the Brazil kid at Arkansas Johnny Broom at Auburn Grant Nelson at Alabama again the list just goes on and on who are some of the top guys that you're most looking forward to following them and seeing and watching them emerge and blossom before our very eyes I think the ones that you just kind of hit on, Janai Broom, I mean, he averaged 14 and 8 last year, the leading shot blocker returning. You have Wade Taylor, fourth leading scorer in the SEC last year at Texas A&M. They have expectations this year. Dalton Next coming in at Tennessee. I think Riley Kugel, he averaged the uh, last half of the year, I think 14 or 15 games. He averaged over almost 15 a game as a freshman to close the season out. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he uh, has. Tolu Smith's an interesting story as well. Uh, he's injured for Mississippi State coming in, uh, probably an all-league type of player. What type of impact will he have? How quickly will he come back? And then what type of impact will he have for Mississippi State once he does come back? Um, I think there's a lot of individual player storylines that you can find within the SEC this year, which is going to make the conference fun to watch. Jamie, there's a lot of talented teams in the SEC. If you had to go with a pick right now, I mean, Alabama, Kentucky, Tennessee, Texas A&M, Arkansas, I think are all – uh, very realistic options. Is there a team right now you go into the season? I know you had Tennessee number one in your power rankings, but it doesn't always mean that's the end of season pick. Is, is there one that you look at that you're riding with as your pick to win the SEC this year? Maybe go the deepest in the postseason. Well, I, I think any of those teams that you just mentioned could. You know, they've all had head coaches who've had success in the NCAA tournament, who've had success in college basketball. Um, you know, going all the way down, uh, Nate Oates with what they did last year, won the SEC and SEC tournament. Bruce Pearl with his time at Auburn and Tennessee as well. You have um, uh, Eric Musselman, who's been to the last, what, three Sweet 16s, I believe. You have Rick Barnes with what he's done. Um, Buzz Williams has had success, both uh, Virginia Tech Marquette and now Texas A&M. So 
I think any number of those teams, John Calipari, obviously, we've talked about him previously, um, know what it takes to put a team together. They have rosters uh, that, they've, that they've assembled. And uh, I think any of, any of those teams could put something together on the floor to be competitive. Um, and once the ball tips, um, you know, the games aren't played on paper. So once the ball tips, anything can happen. Jamie, let's just say hypothetically I had someone that had never watched SEC basketball before, and I had to give them one team to keep an eye on this season. Maybe they're the most fun to watch or most entertaining. What would be that team in your mind that you would say, all right, if you're going to watch SEC basketball, this is the team you got to follow because they're going to be an electric factor all year long. Is there a team like that for you in the conference? And if so, who would it be? I don't know if there's a single team that's like that. Um, I think the entire conference is, though, because what, what you could see throughout the conference is on any given night, the team that's 14th in the conference could upset a top three team. Um, and and um, and that can happen throughout the entirety of the conference. I mean, there's a lot of talent. There's a lot of pros. You're going to see first-round draft picks uh, throughout the conference. Um, so I, I, would, I would advise that person to watch SEC basketball because they are going to have some exciting games throughout um, the entirety and it could just be on a random Tuesday night with the 14 seed versus the the six seed, um, you know, team coming up and an electric game, as you mentioned. Upsets indeed, Jamie, or why we love college basketball. Last thing before I get you out of here, the top 10 nationally looks like this. There's just one SEC team, but Kansas, Duke, Purdue, Michigan State, Marquette, UConn, Houston, Creighton, Tennessee, and Florida Atlantic round out the top 10. Are you leaning any which way in regards to picking a national champion or a final four? Like, is there anybody that stands out to you that, you know, you're making the preseason pick of crowning them as national champs right now? No, I, I know, I know I continue to be boring with my answers and stuff, not going out on one individual thing, but I think that's the beauty of what college basketball is starting to become now these last couple of years is there's a ton of parity. I don't think there's one individual team up at the top that can make a run. I mean, we looked just last year, two mid-major programs, uh, made it all the way to the Final Four uh, with FAU, who you just mentioned, in San Diego State. Um, right now in college basketball, there's so much parity. Um, now, there's some very familiar teams that are up top. They're Blue Bloods and teams that have had uh, success. Um, but even the teams, like you said, FAU, they have possible pro talent on the roster now. San Diego State, the same way that we just mentioned last year, going um, to the uh, to the Final Four as well. So, it kind let me wait a couple of weeks to be able to say who who it looks like to see what these teams look like on the court um, and and how they how they um, how they advance in their games. But uh, college basketball is in a beautiful place right now, and there's a lot of parity with a lot of teams that can make a run uh, toward the national championship. And I'm glad you brought that up, Jamie, because the next thing I wanted to ask you was, you know, you look at last year, and again, a asking you, I feel like you know, when it comes to in football, it's kind of clear cut draw. Okay. These six to eight teams have an opportunity to win all college basketball. I mean, literally who knows college baseball is the same, but even college basketball more so. And you look at last year and I mean, it was just it, nobody expected that. Nobody could have seen that coming. Do you see that as more of a one-off or do you think that's going to be now the new yearly norm where it's, we're not getting quite what we expect when we get to the Elite Eight, Final Four. We're going to start seeing some different names and different faces in those situations. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I think there's going. I think that that's the new norm uh, coming forward as to what we can expect to be able to see. Now, there's always going to be the same schools, the blue blood type schools that are going to be in the hunt. Um, but I think you're going to see a whole lot more um, mid majors and mid major plus and high minuses and, and non traditional powers 
that make runs throughout the tournaments. Um, you have guys that are staying in college for longer. You have guys that are becoming older teams uh, that are able to get older, especially with this extra COVID year now through the transfer portal. Guys are given extra years um, of college. So, you know, they're 23, 24 years old, have continuity of playing together for a couple of years um, and all that uh, type of stuff as well. So I think now uh, more than ever, you're going to see a lot of, I go back to the word parity, but you're going to see a lot of non-traditional schools that are able uh, to find the matchups within the tournament, you know, um, to be able to continue to move forward and um, make runs. Jamie Shaw of On3, again, one of the best in the business, someone I'm grateful to call a friend of this show. Jamie, I promise this is the last thing I'm going to get you out of here. <laughs> it's such a fun conversation every time we have you on. Let's say South Carolina this year – makes the NIT, which I think would be a huge success in year two of Lamont Paris. If they do that, what in particular clicked for them? Is there something that worked out that you talked about the identity of the basketball team, but is there something else? Is it as simple as the transfer portal guys living up to the hype? Is it young players emerging? What worked for South Carolina to where they were able to, to, able to achieve that feat? So I think it's it, I think it's a number of things. I think them being able to find the offensive flow and be able to make shots and then get enough stops on the defensive end um, to where obviously you know they outscore enough opponents um, on that end. But I, I think it's it's finding their offensive flow, finding the shooting, um, finding uh, the shots that they want within the flow of their offense, being comfortable finding the right people to make those shots within the flow of their offense, as well as getting enough rebounds, getting enough defensive stops. Um, to where they can uh, keep the game uh, in check. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Jamie, it's a pleasure to follow your work, my friend. You do a fantastic job at what you do, covering college basketball on a national level. For folks who may not be familiar, let everyone know where they can check out your work. So check out On3, www.on3.com. Uh, all the latest breaking recruiting news, both in football and basketball, uh, all recruiting intel and all that type of stuff. We got the National Signing Days coming up here uh, this Wednesday, too, so make sure you stay tuned to see everybody signing all the late uh, last-second kind of commitments and everything uh, going on there. So www.on3.com, also On3 Recruits and On3 Sports uh, on social media. Jamie Shaw of On3. Jamie, I appreciate you doing this, man. We'll talk soon. Chris, thank you.